the first definition of a mother is to bring up a child with care and affection. We mother at home, in the classroom, as therapists, as case managers, and mentors. I'm Christian, a mother of three at home, a mother of the teen girls that I mentor, and a mother of the hundreds of students I've had in my 10 years of teaching. Passing the Crown podcast was created for the mother in you. Join me here bi-weekly as we tackle topics that will help us help build the next generation of strong, amazing young women. Hey sisters, how y'all doing today? I heard good. I heard good. I heard it. Okay. I know that you're doing good. Breathe in and breathe out because it's only getting better from here. So today I want to just jump in, sister friends. This is part two of the 10 most common mistakes that moms make in building relationships with their daughter. Last episode, we talked about common mistake one, asking an overwhelmingly amount of questions or not asking the right questions. Thing two was trying to solve the problem for our daughters. Thing three was minimizing our daughter's thoughts and feelings. Common mistake four, belittling or disrespecting them when we're trying to teach or talk to them. Thing five, being inconsistent in our rules, discipline requirements. I am picking up with thing most common mistake number six, talking more than I listen. Avoid asserting your will, what you want and what you think before trying to understand your daughter. Give them time to talk and express themselves. You will learn a lot. You will be surprised how much your daughter knows about herself. Listen to the way she talks about herself, expresses her hurt her happiness, her frustrations. Listen to the things that are happening in her school life, in her friend life. This will help you know more about her, which will in turn help you all to build a better relationship with healthy communication. What that looks like. If you find it hard for you to sit and be quiet and just listen when they're talk, I have two ideas. One, get a notepad. While they're talking, you write down all of your thoughts and feelings. Don't make the notes super long because you want your daughter to know that you're listening to her. But you having the notepad will allow you to react in time without opening your mouth and still giving your daughter the respect. I would make sure to explain to my daughter what's happening. So I have this notepad, okay, not because I'm trying to write down your business or because I'm going to share it. It's simply so I can keep up with your saying and I can process my thoughts and ideas on paper without interrupting you. And if you say something that I want to go back and talk about, I'm going to make sure I write that down. That way your daughter is not intimidated by your writing and she already knows why. It will also make her feel happy to know that you care so much about what she's doing to the point where you want to write it down so you can get it right and process it. 
Another idea that I can think of is to have a timer set. In my classroom, sometimes I'll do a restorative circle and we'll either have a timer where a person can't talk for more than three to five minutes. And that works very well, especially for the anxious young people who are like, oh my God, I wanna talk, I wanna talk, I wanna talk. When you have that timer set, it just lets you know, okay, in, in a few more minutes, she's gonna stop and I'll be able to say what I need to say. Common mistake number six is a mom talking more than she's listening to her daughter. I can fix that by giving my daughter the opportunity to talk without me interrupting her. I can do this by one, having a notepad where I jot down notes while she's talking, or two, we can take turns and set a talk timer so that we're both getting out what we need to get out. Common mistake number seven, assuming the worst. Sometimes I talk to parents and per the child, per the experience, a parent can say, Ugh, what they done did now? Why you calling me now, Miss Burroughs? Or I've heard before, I'm just so sick of them. I'm I'm done and I don't know what else to try and I just really give up because yeah, it's 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 always they, they don't know what to do, they don't know how to do it and they don't care. That's how it sounds to assume the worst. Remember to let your daughter start off fresh each day. No matter what happened on yesterday, today is a new day. I'm not mad at you. I'm not feeling no type of way. I know that you're a great person. Even if you're not getting it right now, I know that it's in you and I know that one day it will come out. You are a great person. Let them start off fresh each day. In the morning when you wake up, if your daughter is feeling angry or something, don't assume the worst. Like, you always got an attitude in the morning. How you wake up with an attitude and da-da-da-da-da. I actually did this just last week to my niece. She woke up feeling some type of way. And I was like, girl, how you wake up mad? And we immediately might feel like, girl, you just woke up and why you mad? But then we have to take the time to process, right? So after me talking to her and talking it out she like but I'm good I don't even you know that was just the way she woke up she woke up feeling a little like oh I don't want to wake up and I took it personal by assuming the worst you got a bad attitude and the day just started after we kind of had our moment we didn't have a long talk about it but after you know she kind of just told me what she was feeling and how she was going through I just simply reminded her because she did have something going on the day before and I have also been there right you have some you have something going on yesterday you go to sleep with it on your mind you wake up and then it hits you again and you start feeling some type of way you know I've been there too so talking it out I realized that that was that's what was going on with my niece I was able to address the situation very minorly and just let her know sometimes we're gonna have tough days sometimes it's gonna be hard but don't let that ruin another day. If you wake up mad, that anger, that madness is just going to linger and stay with you all day. So do your best to just remember to start out fresh. Common mistake number seven, assuming the worst. Take the time to talk to them about the situation before you just accuse them of doing something bad or wrong. 
Common mistake number eight, sweating the small stuff. This is so big because some people believe that the way to get a kid to follow my directions is to have all of these rules. I can remember learning a few years back in my teaching experience that when you have classroom rules, you should have about a good four or five. Any more than that is extremely extra. And I feel that same way even in my life, even in me teaching and talking to my young people. I do not have to have a whole bunch of rules and requirements on how to behave around me and around my space. There are three big things you need to know about me. I give them my big three things that go on in my classroom. If these things happen in my classroom, you will have a problem with me. Disrespecting our space or disrespecting others, disrespecting yourself and not working hard to improve yourself. Other than those three things, every other thing that a student can do in my classroom is minor. I talk to them about what they did. I'll call a parent if I need to call a parent. I will write up if I need to write up. I don't sweat the small things because these three big things are what's most important to me. And my friends, I must tell you that most of the times when something comes up in my classroom, it falls up under one of those categories. A lot of the times, the things that are most important are wide things that can fit, you know, little subtopics. So when I mean, when I say don't sweat the small stuff, I mean, please don't be a parent that fusses and nitpicks about every single thing. If you are constantly fussing, complaining, and nitpicking about everything, you are diminishing y'all's communication with each other. The girls are not going to want to talk to a mom that has something negative to say about every single thing. Sometimes when you need a little help, it can start a search. And you're going to go searching for all of these great gems that are going to teach you what you need to know so that you can be the best at what you're trying to do. Well, sisters, your search, it ends here. We have created the Girl Guide, the facilitator's manual to working with teen girls. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy of the Girl Guide. Trust me, you're going to love it. You'll read about topics from dealing with compassion fatigue, dealing with difficult students, and even have activities on how to build confidence in girls. My friends, stop what you're doing now, go to the show notes, and download your copy of The Girl Guide, the facilitator's manual for working with teen girls. I know you'll enjoy. I have some girls who feels like, man, my mama stay picking on me. It's like I can't do nothing right. And the girls that feel like that are the girls who have moms that nitpick and complain about every little thing. I can do that once again, or I cannot make this mistake by 
taking the time to process what you like and what you don't like, what you find acceptable and what you don't find acceptable. Write those things down. From those things, come up with a big three or a four if you need an extra one. A big three or four things that are important to you and your household and present those things to your daughter. When smaller things come up, see if they fit into the big category. If they don't, then don't sweat it. Talk to her, correct her behavior, let her know why she shouldn't do this or why that shouldn't happen, and then move on. Common mistake number eight is sweating the small stuff. Common mistake number nine, projecting yourself on them. I have so many kids who are doing something that they don't want to do because of their parents. I have a girl that hates cheerleading, but she goes faithfully every day because her mom wants her to do it. Of course, we want our kids to have great experiences. If I love this thing, I want my kid to do it because they're going to love that thing. If I'm this way, my kid is a product of me, so my kid is also this way. Mommies, I want to tell y'all, your daughter did come from you, but she is not an exact replica of you. So yes, I could have been the best cheerleader in the world, but that does not mean that my daughter wants to be a cheerleader. I could have been the smartest person in biology, but that does not mean that my daughter is going to like biology. I could have been one of those girls that used to sneak out and go over her boyfriend house. Mama friend, that does not mean your daughter is going to do the same thing. When we limit our daughters based off of ourselves, what we did and what we went through, we are not giving our young ladies the opportunity to live, enjoy, experience, and be themselves and find out what they like. They have to live this life, sister friend. Don't project yourself on them. If you want to introduce something to them, do that. But don't force them to like it. Don't force them to do it. Put it in their life. Let them taste it, try it out a little bit, and then fall back. Finally, mommy friends, we are at the last common mistake. Common mistake number 10 is failing to lead by example. How many of us have heard, don't do as I do, do as I say? Girl, get out my face. <laughs> okay. I used to always hate it when people told me that. How you going to require me to do something that you can't even do? And I get it, you the mama. I get it, you the grown up. But if you the mama and you the grown up and you can't do it, what makes you think I can do it and I'm a child? Mm, okay. So, mommy friends, we have to lead by example. If I want my young lady to grow up and be confident in herself and appreciate her body, then I need to work on being confident in myself and appreciating and carrying my body a certain way. Because when my daughter looks at me 
like we always say here at Passing the Crown, y'all, you are her first example. So I must lead by example, by showing her what it looks like, even when it gets hard. A big thing in my household is us being rich. We are about to be a wealthy family. I talk about it all of the time. One thing that I struggle with is money management. So right now in my household, I'm talking to my biggest family members. That's my nephew that's 14, my niece that's 12, and my son that's 12. I talk them through money all the time. I am being a role model to them, and I am leading by example by showing them Y'all, we don't have this much money right now, but these are the things that I slash y'all mama for my niece and nephew. These are the things that we are doing right now to save our money and to handle our money the right way so that one day we can have this. I'm taking this little bit of money right now and putting it over here because one day this is going to accumulate and we'll be able to get that. So I want to leave us with I'm leading by example doesn't mean that I'm perfect. I'm leading by example means that I understand and I know what I need for my daughter to be doing because I want her to be successful. And for that to happen, I also need to do what I need to do. I need to do what I want her to do so that we can both be successful. When she sees me doing it, and working hard at it, and maybe even failing, but working hard to fix it and getting better, she's going to know that. She's going to see that. She's going to be that. And that's what we want. I'm recapping six through 10 most common mistakes. Common mistake number six is talking more than I listen. Common mistake number seven, assuming the worst common mistake number eight sweating the small stuff common mistake number nine projecting yourself on your daughters common mistake number 10 failing to lead by example sister friends please check out the link in the show notes and you will find common mistakes six through ten listed with the mistake and an idea on how to correct the mistake. Lord God, we come to you today in prayer asking for knowledge. Lord God, there are some things that we do that are on this list of common mistakes. I don't know how to stop doing that thing, oh God, because I barely even noticed that I was doing that thing. God, can you please give me better words to use Can you please give me better actions to follow? I do not want to make easy mistakes that can be fixed, oh God. I want the best for myself. I want the best for my daughter, Lord God. And I know that I can get that with your help. So thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your love. Thank you for showing me what I need to feed into my daughter. Thank you for giving me what I need to feed into my daughter. Lord God, as we begin to proceed to correct our mistakes, thank you for your grace. Thank you for forgiving us. 
Thank you for blessing our daughter's hearts to be receptive to the work that we are trying to do. Thank you for communication being stronger, oh God. Thank you for relationships reconnecting, being rebuilt, growing stronger, oh God. Lord God, we need you and we know that we cannot do this without you. Thank you for strength and thank you for power. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. Thank you, sisters, for joining me this week as we talked about the 10 most common mistakes moms make. I actually want to go over that list one more time, just one through 10. As I go over the list, think about which of these mistakes do you find yourself making sometime. And then just pray to God and ask him to reveal to you how you can work on stop doing those things. What things you need to put in place so that you can be better. Common mistakes. One, asking an overwhelmingly amount of questions or not asking the right question. Two, solving problems for our daughters. Three, minimizing our daughter's thoughts and feelings. Common mistake number four, belittling or disrespecting our daughters. Common mistake number five, being inconsistent in our rules requirements. Common mistake number six, talking more than I'm listening to her feelings or her thoughts. Mistake seven, assuming the worst of a situation. Mistake eight, sweating the small stuff, fussing or nagging. Common mistake number nine, projecting yourself on them, your desires, the things you wish would happen. Common mistake number 10, failing to lead by example. Sisters, you're a star. You got this. Thank you for showing up. Your daughter needs you and your daughter appreciates all of the hard work that you are putting in. I love you, my friend. Have a good week and I will see you later.